Triple Whale has just launched a simple finance platform called FinHub, and I'm already loving it. One simple dashboard for all the tools and accounts you're already using, so you can gain clarity with your consolidated data, your real-time cash flow, your accrual P&Ls. It's designed to help those brands that are built on Shopify to operate smarter. So go over to triplewell.com and check it out. As we dug into Curcumin, we realized there weren't any other food or beverage products out there that had just Curcumin. That's Ozem Khan, one of the co-founders of Drink Zin, a healthy, natural drink that's sold around the world. We're going to be getting into some of their strategies of how they've been able to grow, but it all starts with offering something that's actually healthy. Now, their drink isn't a supplement, but it does contain ingredients which a lot of high-performance physical professionals from athletes to soldiers in the military around the world use to heal. And it's the same principles that Ozem and his brother saw firsthand to really relieve some pain in their father's feet, who is a diabetic. So we get into all the benefits of turmeric, curcumin, some of the challenges and strategies of growing this functional beverage company. I hope you enjoy this slightly longer episode of Pit Stop. After all of that, we took it to a commercial R&D facility to make sure that we could get this to a commercial ready formula. And then in January of 2018 is when we sold our first case and we made 20 bucks or 40 bucks off of it. So, 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 it took you, so I, I guess that's the first question is what do you wish someone would have told you when you were getting started? And it sounds like uh, it would take years uh, to even make that, that first sale. Yeah, if you want to do something where you want to throw up some stuff and just sell online, anybody could do that. And then people will realize quickly that what they bought doesn't work or it's defective. And we didn't want to be that. We, are, we left our careers and we are 110% into this with our entire savings. And we don't have any outside capital, nor do we want any investors or debt. We don't have any debt either. So we're financing this 100% with ourselves, mm -hmm. our money, our savings. And so it took us that long because we wanted to make sure it was right. There was, it was going to be bulletproof as much as possible that we weren't going to get people pushing back and say, this is vaporware. It doesn't work. It doesn't do anything. And not that we make any health claims that we're going to solve cancer or we're going to fix your Crohn's disease or whatever the case may be. But what we do know is that we have done our best to formulate this in a way that has the highest probability of being efficacious and absorbable into the bloodstream. And I really like that because it is the total opposite of where the others in is of getting something healthy into your bloodstream that is backed by actual science and actual medical research. And it's just such a long journey and process to to get there but let's segue into what i'm really excited to talk about which is going wholesale because selling beverages or drinks it's such a heavy product logistically you're trying to sell single units it doesn't really make sense but customers don't necessarily want to buy a case of a functional product that they've never really had before they don't, they don't know the taste how will it be how did you start going wholesale and what are some, av and I'll follow up in a few moments, but what are some of those avenues that opened up? Yeah, great question, Lucas. This is um, one of those things that when you are a 
novice. You're basically a newborn getting into an industry that you know nothing about. You have no relationship. It's all about just trial and error. Uh, mistakes are made on a daily basis. We still make them today. But they're small ones, and we learn from them. So we are an omni-channel brand, which means that we're not just in retail or food service. We're online, and there's various other channels um, that we sell on, including other e-distribution platforms. So going into wholesale is a matter of being tenacious, right? We have gotten more no's than a child gets when they're doing something wrong. But those end up being some of our best customers. We continue to keep them updated. We continue to keep them in the loop on new product development. We continue to share other science and research that's coming out of major institutions worldwide about curcumin. We have the double challenge of not just building a brand, which is an insane task, but also building a new category, one that does not exist today. There are curcumin supplements, and those are very loyal people for curcumin, but they're supplement users. Supplement has a whole different set of legal requirements, less than what we do. They're not really regulated like we are by the Food and Drug Administration. And getting into wholesale was just a matter of picking up the phone and calling, leaving messages, sending emails, sending samples, following up, and continuously doing that one account after another. And so when we first launched Zen, or we're thinking about the idea, we were familiar with the notion that there's a super high failure rate in uh, food and beverage startups. Uh, particularly in the beverage space, the failure rate is anywhere from 95 to 98%. So wow. any new beverage company that starts up that's in our space, functional beverages, within 18 months to 24 months, they're out of business, including those companies that have venture financing. Mm -hmm. So we knew this was going to be a tough journey and there's very little margin in this world because you're shipping a heavy product or you're sending out heavy products on trucks to distributors and customers. And we knew intuitively and just from prior business experience that this is a volume business. So the more you sell, the more you produce, the lower your per unit cost because of the amortization of the overhead. Mm -hmm. And so slowly... Our first run was three times the cost of what our runs are today. Just wow. to give you a perspective, we had to go source a co-packer. Most co-packers turned us away because we were too big of a risk. We're a brand new startup, et cetera, yeah, I et remember cetera. I was trying to get some packaging and I've ne I, the sales rep, I had to follow up with him and yeah. then he basically told me our minimum order is $250,000 get lost. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, the amount of time I got told to get lost when we were reaching out to these co-packers is laughable. It's, uh, it was a consistent, too small, go somewhere else. Can we get a name? No, just go somewhere else. Don't bother me. And so today our co-packer is one of the largest global food and beverage companies called Hormel Foods, which is a multi-billion dollar publicly traded company. So just they do to give a you lot a of cured pork products? Yeah, that's the other side of the business, but they have uh, facilities across the U.S. that do also co-packing for powders and drinks and this type of stuff and that type of stuff. So we're blessed to be partnered with a highly reputable 
highly organized, high-quality organization like Hormel. So getting into wholesale was a tough journey. It's still a tough journey. You could have the best numbers out there. So, for example, in some of the store that we are in, retail stores, we're either the number one or number two contributor to the produce cooler sales, okay? And even with that type of performance, we have a hard time getting into some of the bigger retailers. And that's fine. We will continue at it. And maybe it's a blessing because once you get in, that's not the end-all, be-all. It's just the starting point of where you then need to start investing in marketing and mm -hmm. driving pull-through. Yeah, th that, that first sale, congratulations, you just leveled up. Now you need that repeat purchase and the repeat after that one and the repeat after that one. Right, right. You don't start making money in our business until you're on like the 6th, 7th, 8th reorder. And that's something that we knew and we're, we're financing this and it's literally very tough every time we do a sale with all the costs that come with it. And it's not just the production packaging cost, it's the logistics cost have gone up three, four times what they were 24 months ago. For the same route, shipping 10 pallets out to, let's just say, New Jersey or New York from Milwaukee, it costs four times more than it did before. And trucks are, we get fines from you know late deliveries and it's just, mm -hmm. it's uh, No matter what happens, you pay for it. We pay for it. At the end of the day, we are responsible. We take ownership. We ship quite a bit to consumers across the country and actually internationally at U.S. military bases. And if the package gets lost by FedEx or Postal Service or UPS, we turn around and send another package on our dime. And then we pay again for the FedEx shipping or the Postal Service shipping. And it's been, God, frustrating because we're spending a lot of time trying to take care of, pardon the French here, screw-ups by much bigger global companies whose sole business is either to do logistics or trucking or whatever the case is. And that's uh, just, just a daily task of being in, uh, in this business or any business is you got to deal with all the problems caused by other people. You do. It's, there, there was a scene on the wire when the guy's talking about what it's like to be mayor and he says, on your first day, somebody brings you a big bowl of shit and you gotta eat it. And yeah. somehow you do it and your reward yeah. is another bowl of shit. And you have no idea how you're gonna do it. And then you eat that one and then there's another bowl and another one. And that's to me, very much what being a CPG entrepreneur is like. You mentioned yeah. the military base, which I always love these alternative wholesale channels. So maybe selling yeah. your drink through a Starbucks or at Ikea even. It could be an alternative wholesale channel. How did you find or uncover that you could sell in the, the military commissionaries? Yeah, commissaries. so Word commissary, you got it, you got it. It's, it's spot on now, commissaries. So we were blessed. We actually unknowingly launched a product with an ingredient that is very well known and very regularly used by professional and collegiate sports teams. Curcumin has been used extensively within professional sports, football, basketball, et cetera, hockey. Because of its anti-inflammatory properties, it's great for recovery. Mm -hmm. So when athletes, high-performance athletes, have a strenuous workout or training or get injured, 
they're given curcumin supplements and that has happened over the last four to five decades that this has been going on and we didn't know this and so when we showed up at the first nfl meeting they told us don't you don't need to educate us on the ingredient we're using it 25 to 40 percent of our athletes already use it on a daily basis we just want samples and we want to taste it wow that's amazing so we sent samples to our first professional team they loved it brought us in the next week and so that set off additional ahas if it does well with inflammation for high performance athletes where are other high performance people military mm -hmm. was the natural adjacency we started researching the military we found out that the military actually has been using curcumin for over a decade for things such as ptsd treatment or gulf war syndrome treatment or as a topical wound healing when troops get injured and so we're like huh just like professional sports here's another market who knows curcumin they're scientists they're nutritionists dietitians etc and researchers are already looking at this ingredient why not try to pursue that so we started reaching out to the military ourselves a lot of googling we have become google experts <laughs> and it's an easy tool to use and we uh, we started reaching out a lot of non-answers or no replies we found a broker that has been extremely helpful for us i'm gonna not share the name because it's uh, one of those things in business that if it takes you a while to find something, it's your proprietary knowledge, so to speak, and your competitive edge. And so the broker, after a couple of years, helped us get into the military. We're in close to 220 commissaries worldwide. We provide what they call the club pack, so it's 12 at a time. So mm -hmm. as opposed to normal retail, a grocery store where there's single serve units in the cooler, our drinks in the military commissaries worldwide are in a 12 pack which we okay. pack out and so consumers in germany or japan or hawaii or california at these military bases can go in and buy our product you know 12 at a time whether it's a variety pack or a single flavor 12 pack they could buy it now in the military we're expanding so in addition to the commissaries and the club packs we're also just more recently selling single units, single serves, which allows people to try the product before buying 12 units at a time. And then we'll hopefully launch our new product, which is the drink mix powder, hopefully in 2022. Oh, very cool. And I think that it's uh, really interesting too that you can use the military as almost a form of international distribution to get yeah. into countries like Germany, which I've never exported anything into Germany, but presumably any food product requires some sort of testing or something, which you can probably bypass by going through the, the military bases. And they are buying a 12-pack as a single unit, which is great. Yeah, and the beautiful thing about doing business with the U.S. military is troops, we're very thankful for everything that they do, but they actually are connected to their family members and if they like a product they become loyal and religious with it if it helps them in any way shape or form energy drinks are very popular on military bases we're trying to we're not competing with the energy drinks 
but we are taking some share away from those energy drinks, even though our functional benefit is completely different. We're not an energy drink. We don't, our products don't provide any energy. They provide anti-inflammatory relief, they provide immunity boost, and they provide hydration. Those are the three functional elements. Thing about the military is working with the military, they pay on time, they're great to work with. The cost of doing business with the military is significantly less than doing it with regular retail or distributors. The markups aren't that big, et cetera, et cetera. And we could ship internationally via U.S. Postal Service because all of those bases are considered U.S. territory, which I did not know previously. No, that is interesting. Yeah. So it's not as expensive to send a 12-pack of Zinn to Germany, a base in Germany, as it would be to sell, send a 12-pack of Zinn to somebody in Hawaii or Alaska with a postal service or FedEx. Yeah, that's really interesting. Awesome. I really appreciate you you joining me today. All just fascinating things that we talked about from getting started to learning how the military bases count as U.S. territory. Is there anything else that you would like to add for any entrepreneurs listening to, the, to this podcast today? Yeah, it's really difficult to take an idea that you believe in and take the leap of faith and bet on yourself. I wish more people would do that. And I'm not trying to pat myself on the back because we're always not satisfied with how fast we're going. We're growing more rapidly than most other brands in the country, if not the planet, but it's not good enough for us. What I would tell other entrepreneurs is if you believe in yourself, you believe in your idea, go for it. Just do it and you will either learn a lot and maybe not succeed and know that you can do it again with another idea, or you'll be successful if you continue to persevere. There's a saying that I like about tech entrepreneurs in the Silicon Valley, which is the investors won't back you unless you've failed at one, two, or three other startups. Because they want to know that you are able to persevere, you're able to learn. If you get lucky and you win, that's great. It's wonderful. Everybody wants that. But the chances of that are almost nil. Mm -hmm. So just be, be strong, be persistent. No has come to mean in our language, in our world, not now. It doesn't mean no, never. It, the, the, those words, the word no from a customer doesn't really mean no to us. It means not now. Now is not a good time. Come back to us. And so... As I said at the beginning of the podcast, some of our best customers are the ones that said no to us more, most prophetically. We don't want your product in here. And mm -hmm. now they're, they are like in love with us because we have done, our product has done wonders for their coolers. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate the time. I'm always looking to grow myself. So make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to Pitstop.
Triple Whale is doing some amazing things nowadays. They're developing just a huge range of tools to help your brand stay informed and scale. And Whale Mail is where you can get all these details. So head over to triplewhale.com and sign up today.